me. No, you didn't. You didn't. Don't lie to me. You did not miss me. You totally forgot that I even had a podcast. You've gone on about your life. You've got bigger problems to worry about. And I get that. And that's okay. But if you're here today with me after like this month or two month hiatus, I love you and you're awesome. Welcome back to Overzealous. I'm so happy to be back. I'm not gonna lie. I've thought about this podcast every day for that two months. Let me kind of catch you up on where I've been and what I've been doing and what happened. So uh, if you've been keeping up, you know I've been doing math. Um, I have to upgrade my math in order to get my statistics course for my bachelor degree. Who out there has done grade 11 and grade 12 math? Like, can you please put your hand up and <laughs> I'll see through your phone and I'll be like, holy cow, how did you do that? I have never encountered something so difficult in my life. And as much as I want to whine about it, okay, I was going to say the B word, but I've decided to try to curb my swearing and I will tell you why after. Remind me, watch me forget and then completely put out this episode and have people be like, what were you talking about? I'm trying to swear less. Back to math. <laughs> grade 10 and 11 and 12 math. Grade 10 was kind of easy, but I'm in that grade 11, 12 kind of kick right now and it's like what are you even talking about and just oh my god oh my I can't even I can't even talk about it like I it's, it gives me anxiety I did a midterm yesterday and the second I was done I went and I had a shower because I was like I need to relax and then when I came back into the room where I was studying I saw my papers all over the all over the all over the bed because I still I have a couple of desks and one is in my bedroom so I put all my papers out on my bed and organized them like how you know, whatever units and whatnot. And I, I saw them and I had to move them and they made me sick to my stomach. Like we're supposed to make these little study sheets and I make them so intricate that I almost can't even use them. And they're so stressful because of how tiny the writing is. It's like this ridiculous thing. And obviously you're going to write as much as you can because it's, it's what you're allowed on the test. But it is so, it's so stressful. And this, I, can, I need to stop. I've gone on for like a minute. I've gone on to Davis about it. If anyone is doing math, if, if there's any PhDs in math out there, I want to, can we, can we converse? Can I interview you? Because how did you do that? Like, how does one get a PhD in math? I can't even wrap my mind around it. I will be lucky if I pass. I think I'm I'm good in the passing department. It's just I need a specific mark. I can't even do it anymore. I will say though, the one thing about math that it has really truly taught me is A, I don't hate math. And now I kind of want to maybe conduct some research and how we can present it better because no one likes math. Like, this is like a, you know, it's pretty statistically significant that enough people don't like math that at some point we should probably admit that it's the way it's being given. Like, the, the material I'm being given, I'm like, I don't understand why this is supposed to be understood in four months. I think everyone should be able to enjoy math. It's the universal language. And I think the reason why it's such a struggle is the way we're delivering it. I wouldn't expect anyone to learn what I've learned in psychology in like four months. You know what I mean? Like, okay, I'm being a little bit pathetic here, but I just think it needs to be restructured and done differently because no one likes math and that's absurd. Okay, I'm moving on. Y'all don't want to hear about math. This is not a math podcast and by golly, it would suck if it was. I will also update you on my running. So if you have been listening, you know I was um, training because I really want to run to a different city and back, which is about a 
I want to say two hour run. I totally forget now. That's one of the things I want to do in the summer. And then I also wanted to run the Vancouver Marathon. I was thinking about doing it this year and I'm really, really happy that I chose not to because I was like, it would be safer for me to, you know, get a year of running under my belt. And not only that, but I just found out I was pushing myself too hard and I had no idea. Like I did not have any idea and it took a few people being like, oh, that's a really long distance. And so you went from not running to running half marathons? Yes. Yes, that's what I did. I mean, I practiced for a bit, right? Like I was doing like three to five Ks for like a month. Oh, my voice. <clears throat> Ooh. Whenever my, my throat, my throat, when my throat gets froggy, <laughs> Sorry. When my throat gets froggy, I'm always thinking like, dang, I wish I was recording like an impressions or a parody video because how can I use this voice? Like you don't, you can't just make a scratchy voice out of nowhere. <laughs> like, oh my God, put on the recording button because I need to pretend to be Clint Eastwood. Back to the running. So I'm on one of my runs. And if you are on my podcast page, I updated the day that I randomly just got a pain in my calf. And it was clearly a, um, an Achilles tendon issue because you could just kind of feel where it is. And I did a little bit of research and I think, I think I actually kind of found what it is. There's like three different muscles that it could possibly be in your calf. If you want to hear about that or you want the paper that I found, I could definitely send it to you. I sent the link to myself because I'm like, this makes sense. Your Achilles tendon and that goes all the way up your calf. And then there's another one in there that is, it starts with an S. I should have wrote down the name, but I'm a jerk. And it wraps around your knee. So if your knee hurts, it's that muscle. And then there's a third one that starts with a G. It would be so easy for me to just pull this up, but I'm convinced no one actually cares about the words, but you let me know and I will send it to you. And that one, um, if it's that one, what's going to hurt is the calf. If you've injured that one or it's just sore or tight, then it has a corresponding like, well, then this will hurt. Well, then that will hurt. And mine is the G one. <laughs> Why is the, the G? The G spot. It's the G spot, but it's not the good kind. It's the bad kind. I took off running for about two, two, four weeks. I think I took it off for two weeks. I tried again. And by the end of my run, I was hurting and I, I took it down a notch. Like I only went for like three or four K and it's been doing okay. Like it's still hurts from time to time, but if I'm being completely honest with myself and with you, I think a little bit of it is coming from stress um, because it jumped to the other calf. Is that possible? No, like not unless it's like some type of weird anxiety issue. I shouldn't say anxiety. I should have said panic issue because panic attacks are different from anxiety attacks and we all know that and I have panic attacks like nobody's business. I had anxiety attacks as a child and they've, I don't have those anymore. I think the different, there's a lot of differences. I think the main one is anxiety attack. You're, you're convinced you're going to die. Um, and I haven't had that since I was a kid. I don't believe so. Although that's a lie. Sometimes I'm on a plane and I feel that way, but that's neither here nor there. I also think that uh, Davis just gave me daddy issues in life or something. Like, I don't think I've ever had to prove myself to anyone and I don't have to prove myself to him. But also he grew up with parents that pushed him to be better and pushed him to do better. And, you know, he kind of, in my life, I just, I never felt like school was hard work. I don't know why. It comes easily to me, I guess. So I always... Like, I'm just sitting here always trying to th 
figure out how I could be, you know, a really good partner that's matching his energy. And I think I pushed it too hard with that. Like, I realized when I was talking about my injury with him, he goes like, he was like, yeah, but you know, you went from run, no running whatsoever to running a marathon every day. Like, that's an exaggeration, but like, he's not far off. Like, I was trying to get in, you know, two hour runs and it's like, I didn't practice. I didn't build up to this. One month isn't a good enough build up for a two hour run. Like I really thought you just put on the running shoes and, and, and left. So I clearly need to train for a run first. Hello, YouTube Academy. This injury made me have an entire shift and I came to terms with these problems. Now I'm aware that these are very privileged problems to have, but please keep in mind that I've literally worked my entire life to have privileged problems. Does that sound weird? Do you want a story of my entire life? Maybe I'll say trigger warning just in case. As a teen, I wasn't having a good time and I wasn't able, I wasn't able to take myself out of bed most days. And so everything that I ever tell you that you think is like, wow, how did she do that? I need you to know it was a million, if not bazillion, if not quadrillion, tiny little steps. It's been a journey and I'm 33. And I, I'm finally at a place where I have, you know, a wicked support system and wicked coping mechanisms and I, I make good choices and I still have down days, but things that used to, and I actually just heard this on a podcast too. I've, I've been listening to Ma'am Balik's podcast. She has a podcast called Ma'am Balik's, is it Bialik? I think it's Balik. Oh, I'm so sorry. She's never going to listen to this. It's fine. She's Blossom if anyone remembers Blossom. Um, she's a neuroscientist and she has her own podcast called um, Ma'am Bollocks Breakdown. She had said, um, and I completely relate to a lot of the stuff she says, which is so crazy because I hate people that are like, I listen to this podcast and I relate to her, so you should listen. Like, I, I don't care if you listen. I, I totally related to this. She said that things that used to take her out for days now maybe an hour at most. And so if you're listening to this and you're like, I have these problems, like how do I, how do I start? It's literally a tiny step and it's literally going to be years. It's going to be the journey, but I promise you it's worth it. I'm going to move on from this because I've gone on way too long about it and this is not what I wanted the podcast to be about. I have so much other stuff to talk about. Like I want to try and make this podcast more about current news and a bit about my life because every day I wake up and there's new current news and I'm like, I want to talk about that, but I've been so busy that I couldn't. And now I've already gone on too long and people have shut it off because they're like, I don't want to hear about your life and your run. Um, I took a few months off running. I've been building that muscle. I'm kind of working on my butt. I wanted to anyway. I'm working on my arms. I wanted to anyway. Still not working on my abs because, oh my God, who likes working on their abs? It is terrible. Uh, I've watched a few YouTube videos on how to fix my posture, how to fix my feet, because that could be it. There's also your spine. You never think of that as it's attached. So that could be an issue. I've talked to someone about hips. That can be an issue. I've started to uh, use an ab, no, a hip abductor and getting stretches for that. Also, I needed better shoes. Let me start talking about what I actually wanted to talk about. Oh, also, I did want to mention before I go into my stories, like WWF, I'm going PG. So that is why I'm trying to swear a little less. I was listening to a, another podcast. Like, do I have a life? Are you like, Chelsea, what, what are you doing? I was listening to, <laughs> I think it's the history of the 90s. And it, I was listening to the WWF one, which I mean, if you're younger, you're listening to this, it's WWEDU. But when I was a kid, it was WWF. One thing that they did to increase their viewership was make it PG. 
they can't go back to the way it used to be in the 90s with D-Generation X and all that like suck it type stuff because they went PG and they can't afford to not. And I'm like, what? I'm out here not affording to not be PG. I'm gonna also be PG. So now I'm gonna try and do that because I guess if you don't put the explicit thing on your podcast, they it reaches more people. I don't really know how that works. But also, hear me out on this, and this is just the psychologist, the wannabe psychologist in me. I care about kids. I think they should they should be included in some things. There's obviously some stuff they can't, but if I can make something that they can be included in, I kind of want to be that person. I'll never be what's popular or cool or edgy, and I'm kind of okay with that. I think that if we included kids with more things that adults do, that they might stop feeling like they need to grow up so fast. So that's the reason for that. Okay, why I'm actually here, and this is now gonna be the shortest story because I have to go to work soon. Right now in life, I have got the entertainment industry from my childhood blues. I obviously just heard the news that Daft Punk called her a day, (laughs) called her a couple of decades. 28 years, Daft Punk is retiring. Like, why? My friend sent this, the the Twitter, the tweet, the Twitter to me, the tweet where someone was like, they didn't even have to tell us. They didn't even have to tell us. They could have just gave the helmets to someone else and been like, can you please do this for us? Because, man, it's like... After what 2020 did to us, Daft Punk, you're really gonna do us like that? You're really gonna punk us? <laughs> you're gonna do us dirty? I feel like kids today don't really... N- no, maybe they do. Maybe they know them more than my generation. All right, so I'm talking my generation. If you think you don't know Daft Punk, you definitely know Daft Punk. Weren't you a kid watching MTV and there was this music video with an uh, anthropomorphic dog that was carrying around a, um, a boombox and no one was letting him go anywhere and he's got a like a broken foot or something, and he's on crutches. The music video must be, you, it used to make me cry all the time. I can't stand anthropomorphic animals. I can't stand us as humans anthropomorphizing anything. I have a vacuum at work that has a face. I give it a kiss every day. I don't mean I put my lips on it. I mean, I kiss my hand and then I put it on it because I'm psychotic. I shouldn't have said that. That's not a joke. I kind of am a little psychotic. <laughs> don't want to show you my medical records, but I can't handle things having a face like my empathy is just it's on overdrive i'm sorry like is there a word for that it's spilled over onto the 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 fake world the non-existent world oh my god energy is in everything what if it is alive what if there's a dimension and it is alive what if they're alive in the first dimension and they're like hey that third third dimension wonderful being gives me a kiss every day i'm gonna give her a better life in the next life Okay, so anyways, Daft Punk, <laughs> the song. I should have, I, I think I can sing it. Let me try singing it. Right? Wasn't that good? That was, I could beatbox. I could Daft Punk box. <laughs> they posted a video to their YouTube account and fans were like, yes! And then they watched it and they were like, wait a second. Honest question. Do you think that the coronavirus um, and the lack of raves had anything to do with it? I feel like a lot of big musicians probably get a lot of their energy and excitement for the industry from doing live shows. And maybe they were kind of already thinking about winding down that or they're just trying to be like, hey, 10 years from now when we do a comeback, we'll make so much more money. (laughs) 
and I'm there for that. Like, that's okay. That is okay. I, I will allow for that. <laughs> You're allowed to do whatever you want marketing-wise, and I will come and watch that show for sure. I heavily regret not going to the one show, I think it was the Alive Tour, it came to, I think, Hamilton in 2007. Big regrets not going. Big regrets. Like, I have the CD, and I obviously downloaded it, too. It's so good. So their video was an excerpt from their wordless 2006 film called Elect Roma, which I didn't even know they had a movie. The retirement video picks up where that film left off and the plot twist is one of the robots has a detonator on him. I've read the synopsis for the movie and I really do want to see it. Like it kind of sounds sad and if I'm sad for vacuums with faces, I'm probably going to be sad for these robots that I know are humans underneath. And I kind of enjoy watching things that are sad. I kind of like making myself sad every once in a while. I like having a good cry over robots detonating themselves. Like, are you also just learning Daft Punk has a movie too? Because like, clearly I'm not the fan that I thought I was. If you're also on that level, like, same Z's. I'm going to read you the synopsis off of Wikipedia because it sounds so sad. And now I need to find it. So the two lead characters appear as the robotic forms of Daft Punk and are credited as Hero Robot Number 1, and hero robot number two. One wears a silver helmet and the other wears a golden one. An opening scene shows the duo driving in a 1987 Ferrari 412. Did I say that right? Probably not. <laughs> I don't know cars. With its license plate displaying human. Can I just say there's something about the whole human and robot thing that I'm obsessed with and I might make that my next episode. There's a study that got me into robots and the, the brain and how they're like where robotics and all that is going and I totally want to do an episode on that and I'm going to. After passing through a southwestern United States landscape, the duo arrives by car at a town in Inyo County, California. Also probably didn't say that right. This podcast should be called the, the show where Chelsea says everything wrong. The town's residents are also shown to be robots, physically identical to the two main characters, but at different ages, with different clothing and alternating gender. Does that mean one's a girl and one's a guy? I'm not sure. Anyway, the pair drive to a high-tech facility where liquid latex is poured over their heads. The latex is shaped into human faces with the aid of prosthetic appliances and wigs. The resulting look caricaturizes the members of Daft Punk. When the two leave the facility, the locals of the town are shocked by their human appearance. The townsfolk gradually begin to chase the duo whose faces eventually melt into the sun oh the two take cover in a public restroom i also have a weird thing with restrooms because of Candyman. all right anyway the two take cover in a public restroom where the gold robot discards his ruined mask then encourages the reluctant silver robot to do the same Again appearing as robots, the pair then undergo a lengthy hike across the desert salt flats. After walking for an extended period, the silver robot slows down and comes to a stop. Becoming aware of this, the gold robot walks back to the silver one. The silver robot continues to stare at the ground for a moment before removing his own jacket. He then turns away from the other robot, revealing a switch on his back. The gold robot flips the switch, which begins a timer. When the countdown ends, the silver robot is blown to pieces. The remaining robot piles the remains of the silver robot, then continues to walk. The gold robot eventually falls to his knees and attempts to reach the switch on his own back, but to no avail. Another moment passes before the robot removes his helmet and repeatedly slams it into the ground until the helmet shatters. 
using one of the shards as a burning glass, the robot focuses the sunlight to set his hand ablaze. The film ends as the robot, completely on fire, walks in slow motion through darkness. Is that not, like, kind of deep for a a band <laughs> to be making? Really into it. And there's, like, this whole man versus machine thing going on right now that I think is very, very interesting. I don't know. I feel like one's the alpha and one's the omega. Or both. And I'm going to be real with you. I cried reading the whole synopsis. <laughs> and I cried, just like I cried for the dog as a kid. Like these, apparently Daft Punk just makes me cry. That being said, and this goes back to the whole Twitter post of why did they even tell us? Why does anyone need to announce their departure? Like you're really never going to play a single note again. Like you're never going to do another concert. Like I feel like bands... When they make a huge retirement announcement, it's like when people announce their departure from social media. Like, you will be back, Karen. You will be back. Karen just needs a social media break. Like, if Daft Punk is the one band that doesn't come back and make money, like, that would be the shocking part. While we're here, did you guys ever hear about that thing on YouTube? I totally forget what it's called, but it was these two men that did a project on YouTube where they were only doing videos for a year, and after that, the channel disappeared, everything disappeared. I really should have looked for it and maybe I'll do a story about that but those are the that's the only thing I've ever heard of where it's like oh that person is not coming back like this is not coming back the whole synopsis behind it was like they are doing what if you did every day for a year your bucket list or something like that like what if you did what you wanted to do and for a whole year they they did this and then they knew at the year mark that it was all over and the youtube channel's gone like every trace of it's gone i'm definitely doing an episode on that too because it's really interesting the next thing i wanted to talk about and unfortunately i'm gonna have to rush this one and i don't want to rush this one but what is with bam margera right now. If you don't know Bam Margera, your childhood is different from mine. <laughs> I grew up on Bam Margera. I had a friend that introduced uh, CKY to me. I think 16, I believe. She had been watching it for a few years and she really liked it. She got me right into it. Um, and then Bam made his move to Jackass and brought all his friends with him. And we were obsessed with Bam. I definitely have a picture this of me in a t-shirt looking like a grunge kid, like not showered. How can I be more like Bam? Yeah, I wanted to be like Bam. It didn't matter. I didn't need to be with Bam. I wanted to be like Bam. <laughs> this was my teen years. First of all, I went to his Instagram page. I, I followed him. I had previously unfollowed him on my personal account because I could not watch him spiraling because he is just on a downward spiral and he has been sadly for a really long time and I don't want to say it's it's been since his best friend passed and I might talk about that too so this could be another trigger warning but I think that it really did something to him and as someone who has lost their childhood best friend I can completely I understand and I really hope he gets the help that he needs so I went to his Instagram to kind of like get updated. He has this thing called the BAM Army, which I obviously signed up for, and it's kind of funny. But also, can I just point out, why is it called the BAM Army? Is that what people are calling their fan clubs? Because 
I mean, that just reminds me of Kiss. There's some people that are like, we obviously know Kiss, Chelsea. And then there's some people that are like, what's a Kiss? <laughs> so I went to his account. He's deleted all the posts. He was selling t-shirts saying, please don't watch Jackass if you care about me. Don't watch the new Jackass. They've... So basically they've cut him out and it was because he's he's got substance abuse issues and I get their side and I get his side and I think he really, I don't even know, he really needed something that he's not getting in life. So I went to his page, you can click on the link, it's BAM Army Giveaway, which I obviously signed up for. It says the BAM Army, Army Giveaway, 20 plus winners, 16 signed decks plus whatever cool stuff April finds in my house, shit. Ooh, I said shit. Sorry. Can't gotta put that explicit on it now. Thanks a lot, bam. Uh, shit from the early days till now. What's mine is yours. Join me on the adventure of a lifetime. I need your help to make my projects come to life. Join the bam army and get direct access to all of my projects. You know how like most people when they are spiraling, a really good thing to do is to get yourself involved in more things that you love. I think in this case, it's not. I think he needs to take a break. I think he was the star child from a very early age. And he always got what he wanted. Things always went his way. That's why his tagline is whatever the f beep, <laughs> whatever the F I want. And I think that did something to him, coupled with losing your friend, coupled with just being that big. Like he was huge as a kid. Join the BAM army and get direct access to all my projects. Here's the news. Hear the news straight from me and get personalized offers and opportunities to be involved in my films, music ventures, and whatever the F I come up with. I would be in a BAM anything. Still, to this day, I don't care what's going on in his life. If he was like, you won the BAM army giveaway, you're in a new CKY video. Could you imagine? Could you imagine? I'd cry. I'd cry. I should call this episode like, these are the things that will make me cry. All right, so then you click, get on the list, and then he asks questions. He goes, help me help you. Your answers will lead to great info personalized for you, which, uh, whatever, come on, like, you're probably just tracking. <laughs> and then he puts F Instagram's algorithm. Everyone who gets on my email and mobile text list will get the news straight from me, being the new get on the list. So then he asks, okay, of all the shit I could work on which do you want to see most and he puts more skating more original artwork another feature film or custom jewelry more with CKY the band I obviously picked that do yourself a favor go listen to CKY <laughs> okay now I know your favorite how many of these projects are you interested at all is more skating yep original artwork I'm not I'm not gonna lie I have too many too many people in my life that are great artists that's what I'm interested in like I'm sorry, Ben. <laughs> was that rude? I'm sorry if it was. All right, another feature film, which yes, I would do that. More custom jewelry? No, no, I don't. I don't wear any. I don't wear any jewelry. That could be another episode. Why I don't wear jewelry? Uh, and more with CKY the band, which I obviously chose. I will take all him and CKY the band and CKY the movies. And then he says, if I crowdsource my next project, how likely would you be to help make it a reality? And it has all these dollar amounts. And I put, sorry, I'm broke. That's the first one, because honestly, most of us are broke. And I make my dreams come true for free. So I feel like you can too. It's just that I think we live in a world where we think you need all this money and this is where all this crowdfunding and GoFundMe is coming from. And it's like, if you want to make something work, you can do it for very cheap. I know that I haven't done much with this podcast, but I have really good ideas for marketing it when I have at least a hundred episodes. 
I think I've talked about how I'm wearing a bear costume in Vancouver, downtown Vancouver. Straight up gonna rent a bear costume. And I'm going to, I don't know, make my own business cards and be like, listen to this podcast or something like that. Like, I don't know, but I basically wanna wear a bear costume and dance down the street. And if I can also market market my podcast while doing it, I think I'm gonna do that. Um, also, I, I've learned how to make a, um, a package. There's like a, I forget what it's called. I'm totally screwing you on this, but it's, it's a package, it's a media package. I forget what it's called, dang it. This is on the tip of my tongue. But you kind of put together like all of your stats and all of your stuff. And then you think of a way to ask people, like anyone to sponsor you. I don't know where I'm going with that because I don't really want huge ads in these, like I never do. I'll never make money off this. Sorry, I digress. I just think that he could make it work. I think that one of the disadvantages to people who started earlier is they're expecting more money. And unfortunately in this industry, the dollar amount is just going down and down because there's just the supply and the platforms to do it are just getting exponentially bigger. And when that happens, it leaves room for more people. And when there's more people, you get less money when you were once the star. You know how far I digressed from this list thing? Sorry, I'm gonna finish the BAM giveaway, the BAM army giveaway. The, la the next question is if I gave you a personalized discount on my merch and gear, which things would you want to buy? Um, it's a skate decks, which I wouldn't. Custom jewelry, I would not. T-shirts, hoodies, and hats, I would. Other clothing accessories, I'm not sure if I, I picked that. Uh, original music, I'm not sure if I picked as well because I thought it would be CKY, but then I looked on his page and he makes music and I'm not really interested in his music, I'm sorry. I still love you, Bam. Just stick to one thing. Just stick to a few things. So I'm part of the Bam Margera army and that's where I'm going with that story. So that being said, are you going to be boycotting Jackass? Um, I'm definitely gonna see it. But also, I would have bought one of those t-shirts. He completely deleted them. <laughs> Not out of spite at all for Jackass. Like, I completely see where they're going. Like, they want him to get help. They do. <laughs> Talking about them like they're my friends. I just know on a personal level that Johnny Knoxville and Steve-O really care about Bam Margera. Like, personally, I just, I understand that. <laughs> No, but like when you're on the outside, anyone can see. When you're a fan, you can be like, dude, they're just, they just care about you. There's a video on TMZ and I don't, if you're an actual fan from back in the day, I don't even want you to watch the video. I was doing research on this so that I could talk about it and it made me so sad. Like the entire video, he, he starts off mad, but he's just clearly very inebriated and at the end of it, he gets sick. And by the end of it, he's just crying, being like, I thought they cared about me. I need them in my life. They're my family. And it's the most heartbreaking thing. I shouldn't say the most. I need to stop using hyperbolic language because it's not the most. It just is for me because he was so cool to me back in the day. He's still so cool. He just needs to find himself. So yeah, apparently they cut his parts out of Jackass because he was too inebriated. The interesting thing was is in the video he does talk about how Steve-O is clean and they wanted him to be clean and they expected him to be clean and he was. And it's like, why did Bam mention that? Because it kind of points out that, you know, it, it, it can be done. I don't know Steve-O's life but I don't know that he's lost a best friend. I just, you know what, I'm being biased. It's because I understand what it's like to lose your best childhood friend. I totally get it. When Ryan Dunn passed away, the first person to call and tell me about it was that person for me. Um, I'm gonna call her Ray. She was the one to call me and tell me about it. Her and I used to do CKY videos, which I'll explain just in case you're listening, you don't know what CKY is. It is exactly like Jackass, but it, 
it came first. Bam Margera, Brandon DiCamillo, Ryan Dunn, uh, Rake Yawn, like Rav himself. We loved that entire team. They came first. They did CKY stunt videos first and Ray and I used to drive around town when we were 16 and 17 doing little CKY stunts. We had a video of us jumping off of my balcony, which was only one story. <laughs> if someone had these videos still, I'd pay a lot of money to get them. We'd order something from McDonald's and then trip and fall, like a free water and a small fry from McDonald's. And we got one on tape of her tripping and falling in front of everyone. It's just so nostalgic. You need support for losing a piece of yourself because that's the problem with me. It's not necessarily that I don't know how to deal with death and it's not necessarily that I can't get over it. It's someone on earth who really understood me and had a piece of my life in them is gone and it's gone with them. I look at time as a location. That location of my life is gone with her. There's memories that she has that I don't have. There's things, you know, I, I talk about that only she would understand. The amount of times that something's going on in my life and I think to myself, Ray would love that, or Ray would laugh at this, or Ray, like any, all the time, all the time. It's almost every day. When it first, when I first lost her, it was almost every day that I was crying. Almost every day. I thought about her every day. I still think about her every day and I still tear up. Bam Margera, if you're listening, I want the best for you. Your fans want the best for you. I look at the comments. They all are like, you know, I hope you get better. I, I want, I want to see you succeed. I mean, it's interesting to watch such a fan base care about your wellness and I hope that I hope that he comes out of this dark dark period of his life that's all I'm trying to say and I'll keep following him and um I'll let you know if anything happens with that bam army <laughs> I'll let you know if I win anything cool okay I do not mean to end on a sad story but I have to because I gotta go to work soon and this is already way longer than I wanted it to be. I really gotta figure this out. If I can get consistent, I would really like to do um, two a week. Uh, one that's updating my life and then the next one that's like current news because I think amalgamating them together kind of like confuses an audience. An audience. What? Like my 20 listeners? Yes, my audience. Don't you bad talk my 20 listeners. They're mine, thank you. <laughs> Uh, let me know what you guys think of that if that's something that you would want um, You know, don't be afraid to email me if there's something you want to hear about whether it be my life Whether it be someone else's life because I'm really good at prying into people's lives You let me know something you want me to try out that you're scared to I probably will do that So anyway, if you have any questions comments concerns or beef you can write to me at overzealouspodcast at gmail.com you can unlike one of my pictures. Um, I'm over on Instagram. It's the Overzealous Podcast. Thumbs down one of my videos on YouTube. It's uh, Chelsea Button. You can tell me I'm trash with a pretty hashtag on Twitter at Chelsea Stories. Thank you so much for paying attention. I'll see you next time.